Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of our 18 locations across the Commonwealth. This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture. It's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. Here are your hosts, Bob Flounders and Johnny McGonigal. Okay, Penn State football fans, Penn State sports fans in general, it's time for the Blue White Breakdown. I'm Bob Flounders, joined by Johnny McGonigal. We're going to have a busy podcast today. We're going to talk about Penn State's Pro Day, which is Friday. And we're going to be up there in State College watching Penn State's, hopefully, there's seven uh, combine invitees, plus Sean Clifford, plus some other guys go through their paces for NFL teams at State College. It's going to go down probably late morning, early afternoon, Friday in State College, Johnny. I know you're looking forward to it. I just wanted to say before I turn it over to you, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the big, the, really the big news of the week, Micah Shrewsbury, Penn State's men's basketball coach, who did a great job during his time at Penn State, is uh, set to become Notre Dame's new basketball coach. The news broke, uh, you know, midweek. Uh, it was beginning to look that way, Johnny, <clears throat> and it looks like it's official. Penn State is in the market for... Uh, a new men's basketball coach. The reason I want to bring that up, though, is I just high, highly recommend a- any and all Penn State fans to go on Penn Live, check out Dave Jones' column. Uh, he was able to get a hold of Micah Shrewsbury, I believe, Wednesday night. I think it was. I read. I just I read his column, and, and Micah talked to him about the reasons why he left Penn State. You know, to hear it in Micah's words, there were a lot of factors that went into it, and I think Penn State fans, if you read what Dave wrote. And what Micah had to say, Johnny, it'll begin to make sense why, you know, he decided to go back to his really his home state, Johnny, a place where basketball has really always been king. He's excited about the opportunity. But Dave Jones, really, I mean, to get a one on one with Micah, good, good on him. But you guys check out Penn Live and Dave Jones's column. Johnny, I know you're a basketball fan. You're probably disappointed he's leaving, but it really starts to make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to echo that, couldn't agree more. Go read uh, what Dave wrote. You know, the, the interest with Notre Dame, it felt like at least a big part of the poll was the fact that he's an Indiana native. You know, he was a former Purdue and Butler assistant. And not only that, I mean, he, he coached a couple years in South Bend, I believe, for the Indiana, like the, the branch campus there. Um, so he's familiar with South Bend. He's familiar with the state, intimately familiar with how the state views basketball and how they love basketball. That's not to say that Pennsylvania doesn't love basketball because there's plenty of basketball fans here in this state. But at Penn State specifically, we all know what's king and that's that's football. And then even in terms of a secondary sport, you could argue wrestling is bigger from an interest standpoint than, than men's basketball. Unless you take a team 
uh, on, an, on a Big Ten tournament run and an NCAA tournament run. And I think that's why this cut so deep um, to especially the Penn State basketball fans that have followed this program for, for years now and not just picked it up uh, on the bandwagon when it's been fun to watch uh, because – you know, this is a team that, uh, if not for COVID, would have been in the NCAA tournament a few years back, uh, but hadn't been to the tournament since 2011. And so to finally see Penn State on that stage again, to beat A&M uh, the way they did in emphatic fashion, but to do so, by the way, with a bunch of seniors, um, Jalen Pickett, Cameron Winner, Andrew Funk, you know, Seth Lundy, the list goes on. Um, so a lot of those, a lot of those guys are leaving because of eligibility. So you've got this youngish team who's going to stay now or any of them going to go with Shrewsbury to Notre Dame. Like it puts Penn state in a tough position, uh, because it seems like they offered, uh, they offered Shrewsbury quite a, a contract upgrade to stay. At least that's what the reports are, uh, out there. And so sometimes there's nothing you can really do and it's tough to just boil it down to that. Cause there are other factors involved here, but, yeah, it just you know, as a, as just a basketball fan, it sucks to to see a guy like Shrewsbury go, but you you expect him to have success at Notre Dame, and it, you know, all eyes turn to what Penn State do now because uh, you know Adam Fisher is a guy on staff, an associate head coach, and assistant coach that I know a lot of former players have been pulling for him on social media to get the job. There's some other names out there, some uh, some mid major coaches on the rise, so we'll see where Penn State goes from here, but. Uh, yeah, definitely. Again, to reiterate, go read what Dave wrote because you know to hear it in Mike's own words, I think is a is, is a really good way to uh, you know. Again, it's not like the end all be all, but it encapsulates it pretty well in terms of why he decided to leave Penn State. Yep, Johnny. Let's go back to your point. Football is really king in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, pro football, college football, especially Penn State football, and we are knee deep in spring practice right now. Penn State started it on March 14th. They're just really getting cranked up. We've had some stories this week based off an availability. Uh, you know, they're going to, I think James and some players are going to meet with uh, the Penn State media at least once a week leading up to the April 15th uh, spring game, the blue-white game at Beaver Stadium. We had a chance to talk about the wideouts, uh, some of James' impressions. I, I, I had a chance to Talked to Zaki Wheatley, a safety who I think is going to have a big role on Penn State's defense. And we got more coming uh, in that vein. But it's not just about the current Penn State team, Johnny. Penn State fans, I think, are really eager with the draft upcoming to see how Penn State fares in that. And they've already been – Penn State's players, have all, or a lot of them have already been to the Combine in Indianapolis. But Pro Day is, is right around the corner. It is Friday in State College. Penn State had seven guys. Uh, at the combine, I'm going to see if I can get them all. I'm, I'm going by position wideouts: Mitchell Tinsley, Parker Washington, uh, safety Juice Scruggs, tight end Brenton Strange, defensive tackle PJ Mustafer, safety Jair Brown, corner Joey Porter Jr. I believe I correctly counted to seven. But uh, the beauty of pro day, uh, Johnny, is that some other Penn State players who have a shot at NFL futures are going to be able to work out for teams and scouts up there. It should be a full day. I'm sure, Johnny, some players that wanted to improve on some combine uh, times and maybe measurements and drills will, will work for scouts again. But it's also, you know, it's really important, I think, for, for guys like Sean Clifford, for Penn State specialist Jake Pinniger, a guy that played a lot of football at Penn State, a specialist, a really, a really special specialist, Chris Stoll, the snapper, uh, Barney Amore, the punter, and and some guys that play defense for Penn State uh, that are expected to be there. Jonathan Sutherland, who spent a lot of time at Penn State, 
and Nick Tarburton. So I think those are that's the bulk of the guys that we can expect up at Penn State. Uh, we talked, I think, on a, on the earlier podcast. I think Parker Washington is a guy that if you wanted to if you wanted to circle one guy as maybe the NFL really is probably interested at this stage of you know the lead up to the draft, which is you know basically a month away. Uh, he's probably the guy because he didn't get to finish his Penn State season due to injury, lower leg injury. He's definitely an NFL talent. They're going to be really interested in checking on him. Johnny, what do you? What are some of your uh, maybe some of the things you're kind of looking for uh, to come out of pro day? Who do you think it really, really uh, is a big opportunity for? Yeah, Bob. Well, it's interesting because you were talking about us us talking to James Franklin Tuesday night after uh, Penn State's fourth spring practice, and you know we went went into the spring camp looking at certain storylines like wide receiver and obviously quarterback, center. You know, we t- we've talked about the corners and the safeties, and it's like if you want to know why they're all storylines, just show up to Haluba Hall on yeah. for, for pro day because so many of these guys with so you know such a big impact on this. 2022 team specifically that went and won the Rose Bowl, but you know, even years prior, um, setting records at Penn State. There's going to be a lot of talent at Huluba Hall on Friday. A lot of NFL scouts, a lot of executives, some GMs, I'm sure, uh, will be in attendance. Uh, you know, the, the top guys, Joey Porter Jr., I- I'm interested to see what he does. If anything, I thought he had a pretty good combine. He certainly doesn't have to measure his arms again. I think his go-go, <laughs> I think his go-go gadget arms were well-documented out in Indianapolis. Um you know, I, I look at Jair Brown, and again, I think he, I think he vaulted up draft boards uh, even leading into the combine. Uh, you know, I remember talking to Daniel Jeremiah on that conference call leading into Indy, and he was saying, "Hey, you know, once I really nailed down his tape and got into it, like he's a top fifty player in this class, in this draft class." And um, so, I, I don't think you'll be surprised to see Jair Brown uh, get his name called on day two of the NFL draft, and it could be early in the second round potentially. Um, safety is, is always, a, you know, maybe not a first round need for teams, but a, a second, third round need for sure. But, you know, in terms of the, the guys who weren't in Indy, you know, I, I do think it's a big day for Sean Clifford. If he wants to really give this thing a go, um, you know, he's a business oriented guy and, and he certainly will have a future after football, a good future after football. But if he wants to really give this thing a go, I think Friday is a big day for him. You know, even guys like the specialists. When you look at Barney Moore, uh, Chris Stoll, you know, a lot of a lot of guys come out of their pro days in terms of specialists and are able to you know make a contact or two and keep that going, get into a rookie camp, and and you know it's all opportunity from there on in. So, so yeah, I, I think those are just a few. Parker Washington is, I think, probably the biggest one in terms of hey, what is he really going to do because he didn't do anything but the bench press. Uh, at the combine, but it's going to be it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a eventful day uh, at Haluba Hall, and uh, yeah, a lot to watch for. James Franklin, whenever he had a chance during during Chris Stoll's time at Penn State, really went out of his way to to really uh, credit and laud him for his value to the team and to you know his performance, his role on special teams. It, it's it's a specialized role, but. Johnny, I think I think a lot of football fans know if you are a good long snapper and, and, and an NFL team can trust you. It's not it's never a position where you're going to break the bank, but you can make a you can make a good long living in the NFL as a long snapper. They I don't want to say they play forever, but they can play an awfully long time. I don't know what Chris Stoll is thinking about its future, but I don't know that I've ever heard James kind of rave about a player 
I mean, he's in his 10th season. Do do his position at special teams about as well as Chris Stoll does. So we'll see how that uh, comes into play. One guy I just remember from the combine, and, and like you said, everyone is going to choose maybe to either not replicate or, or, or do some tests that they did there or they're going to want to. Just I wanted to get your reaction. I believe the time was 4-6 for Mitchell Tinsley. You know, watching him play uh, and watching him at Penn State and watching him consistently get open and run routes, he was always, to me, a guy that looked like he was better than a 4-6 guy. And maybe that's a number that uh, is something that the the NFL uh, can live with because he does so many things so well. But do you think that might be a time where – uh, he'd like maybe to try and take another crack at that because I think that he he could certainly better that time. I think so for sure. I think Mitchell Tinsley is one that could that could rerun the forty. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if Jair did some of the running again. If PJ Mustafer did some <laughs> of the running again, I mean, not that like again we we talked about his role on a defense. Like the the man is not going to be running forty yard sprints down the field, and if he is, then you're in a bad position defensively. Um, but. Those are three guys I wouldn't be surprised if they end up rerunning their stuff. Specifically, though, Mitchell Tinsley, because I agree. I feel like watching him, you know, for 13 games this year, uh, you could tell that he he's faster than a four six guy. I mean, he never really showed that. Hey, I'm gonna catch a ball and break away for 50 yards from you. But even just like the short bursts and the sustain after the catch, like probably 10, 12 yards or so, like he's got some speed to him. And obviously, he's got some really good separation as well. His route running is crisp and I think that's what NFL scouts really like in him in particular and it's why that you know Sean Clifford went to him so many times on third downs fourth downs red zone uh, possessions because he was reliable with you know getting the ball in his hands and keeping it but also just getting open he's reliably set you know separating uh, from the corners and safeties that were uh, on him and so I think NFL scouts will see that I think they've already seen that and uh, again even talking to Daniel Jeremiah go back to that conversation that conference call with the NFL Network draft analyst, and I asked for an under-the-radar Penn State player, and he brought up Mitchell Tinsley and, and what he liked out of Mitch in terms of uh, all, all the things that I mentioned. And so I think he has an NFL future ahead of him. But, yeah, on paper, uh, a GM in a, in a draft room on day three might look and see a 4-6 and say, yeah, yeah, let's let's go with the guy who ran a, a 4-4-2. It might not have as good a tape, but, hey, we can just work with that speed. Yeah, I, I think he has an opportunity to better that time uh, if he chooses to do so. This is the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Everyone's journey is different, and we are honored to guide you to the best relationship with this incredible plant. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA or stop by one of our 18 locations across the Commonwealth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the blue-white breakdown. We are late. We're late in March now. Johnny McGonigal, Bob Founders, we're getting ready for Penn State Pro Day, uh, Friday, late morning, afternoon in State College. Johnny, I, I got one for I got a topic for you. So couldn't help noticing. I think the whole, uh, the whole college football world noticed. Just about every NFL scout, uh, every NFL GM, 
every NFL head coach was at Ohio State's Pro Day. I think that was on Wednesday, and with good reason. They have so many prospects, a lot of potential first round, a lot of potential top, a couple, at least one top five prospect. Uh, they were all there to work out and widely attended. But w- what I wanted to circle back to was, I believe I have this right. Uh, so when C.J. Stroud threw the ball, I mean, he had he had a bevy of inviting targets to throw to. One of them was Marvin Harrison, I believe. He was up there. He's a guy that next year, forget about it. Like, I, I don't know who's going to be a better wideout to get in next year's draft. But he was out there. I think he was up there. And it's, I'm sure it was hard for the scouts and NFL teams not to notice. Marvin Harrison Jr. My point, though, is if Scott, if uh, if uh, Sean Clifford's going to be at Penn State's Pro Day and he's going to throw to some people, obviously, I mean, Mitchell Tinsley's a guy maybe he's going to throw to. But my question is, if you if you look at next year's combine and you look at next year's draft, if there's there's probably a, a couple of Penn State tight ends and maybe a Penn State wideout that. Might want to be up there uh, for pro day just to give the scouts a little bit of an eye fill because Penn State has some guys, I think, on the current roster, uh, maybe at the skill positions. I haven't even talked about running back, but that definitely already passed the NFL eye test. And I, I would be curious to see if maybe some of those guys are kind of around for some of the, the drills to help out their former teammates. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the rule is on that. I think I think you have to be draft eligible. Um, I might be wrong on that, or maybe you're just a sophomore or a junior. I, for, I forget exactly what the rule is, but yeah, I, I mean, we you, you mentioning there or alluding to Theo Johnson, uh, maybe he you know if if he's healthy um, gets out there. But I'm I'm looking more towards the the wide receivers, and uh, you know, I just wrote about Keandre Lambert Smith this week and the opportunity that he has during spring camp. Uh, to establish himself as Drew Aller's number one target. Uh, you know, there's some rapport there with Sean Clifford. And again, if Parker Washington isn't able to really do much, again, we're, we're unsure about what his status is currently um, after only doing the bench press a few weeks ago in Indianapolis. I mean, it's not just going to be Mitchell Tinsley and Brenton Strange out there running routes. Um, I'm sure, you know, Keandre could get out there. Maybe Harrison Wallace could get out there. Uh, if you're looking at future combine guys or future pro day guys, you know, this time next year, Dante Cephas would be one, but he's not on campus yet. Yeah, I, I think there's an opportunity. And and those guys, too, like they they really enjoy that that opportunity to get out there in front of scouts. It's beneficial to them. You know, there's no downside to it. I remember when I was covering Pitt, Jordan Addison did that uh, for Kenny Pickett at Kenny Pickett's pro day. And uh, just walking and, and listening around scouts, they, they allowed us a little bit more freedom to walk around at Pitt's pro day than they do at Penn State's pro day. <laughs> um, and uh, I was just listening on scouts and, and guys were talking about Jordan Addison and his, and his route running. And so, uh, you know, Jordan Addison is, is a probably going to be a first round pick this year. But you, you see what I'm getting at, where the, the, there is an opportunity for even some of those guys who aren't in the draft uh, class this year to get noticed by a scout or two. And so. Yeah, we'll see if maybe Keandre or Harrison or someone like that has that has that chance. Yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't even just and yeah, yeah, like even if they're just there, just so the scouts can just get a look at them coming off of winter conditioning. I mean, you look at a guy like Chop Robinson, you look at a guy like Adisa Isaac, you look at a guy like Olu Fushano, and you're right. A lot of those there's some players that are not eligible, uh, but I mean, they, I'm telling you that the, the Penn State is well positioned to uh, have uh, quite the showing at, at future NFL scouting combines 
the next couple of years just because of the way you know they recruited even i mean james is talking about storm duck who is technically a north carolina tar heel but he's a penn state nittany lion you know right now kaylin king who at this time next year is going to be i would have to think a guy that you know if everything if he's healthy and he and he takes even the smallest step forward is going to be in the elite corner uh conversation who knows which safeties are going to have breakout years under Manny Diaz and Anthony Poindexter? Because it's happened every year that Poindexter has been at Penn State. Somebody has jumped up. So it's a fertile, fertile, you know, NFL recruiting ground, if you will. If you're if you're a scout, maybe maybe you're coming to see the current crop uh, for the draft in 2023. But if I'm a scout, I'm also taking a look around to see who else is going to be maybe a, a year away, just, just in street clothes or, you know, just to see how they look because it's an impressive roster physically. And I, I just really think this is I think Penn state's really just scratching the surface, you know, of their, of their potential for future combines and future pro days, because you could go back a couple of years and, you know, the, the pro days weren't really nearly, you know, you would have some NFL representation up at Penn state, but it wasn't like there were, you know, eight to 10, you know, sure NFL draft picks coming out. It might have been two or three or four and then a couple of fringe guys. But with what Franklin and his staff have done, that's not the case anymore. And I, and I do think it's only going to get better. But I think it's a huge pro day. I think Sean Clifford's a guy that can really help himself. Some of the specialists can help them uh, as well. But you mentioned Mitchell Tinsley. We could mention Parker Washington. Um, the way, as deep as the tight end room is, uh, the tight end draft is at uh, in 2023. I'm sure there, there might even be an event or two that maybe even Brenton Strange or maybe some drills he wants to do. Because I think if you're a tight end, you want to make the strongest impression you can, considering what you're up against um, when it comes to draft day, because you're a month out. They say 10 or 11. I think it's probably closer to 12 or 15 guys could easily get drafted. And hopefully Brenton Strange will emerge as one of the you know, top four or five tight ends, and maybe he can help himself, you know, at pro day in state college. Yeah. And that's one of those situations too, that unless you're Joey Porter Jr., uh, if you go into it thinking like, Hey, I'm probably not going to do this, or I'm not going to do this workout or whatever, but there's a scout or executive or coach there that says, Hey, you know, do you mind doing that for me? Like I, I didn't get a good look at the combine. Like, you know, if you're not in Joey's shoes, because Joey's a surefire first rounder, regardless, he could go ahead and say, you know what, I, I'm no, I'm I'm good. If you're anyone else, you probably you know lace him up and and go and do it. And again, though, this is all it's a it's a great chance for these guys, and really the like I don't want to say the last chance because you have the you know the top thirty visits and, and all that kind of stuff that you know, private workouts for NFL teams that uh, will follow over the next couple weeks, few weeks, but in terms of getting everyone under one roof, there's a reason why they do this. Um, one thing that you mentioned, though, is interesting. You, you talked about some of the other guys looking ahead to next year for Penn State who could be in this position. If I'm Olu Fashanu, I'm going around, I'm shaking the hands of everyone from the Texans, the Panthers, the Bears, and saying, hey, guys, you might be in this position next year, you know, top 10 pick. I'm Olu Fashanu. Nice to meet you. Uh, if you don't know me already, because He's got that kind of talent, and he and he would have been in that conversation as well this year if he decided to declare for the NFL draft. He was, you know, he was right there with Joey in terms of being Penn State's top prospect and perhaps one of the top five to six guys off the board. And so, 
he has a really good NFL future. Again, as long as he stays healthy this year, you know, avoids any major injury, uh, you can see him taking another step. Yeah, Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, guys uh, who have NFL futures. And uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see, too, who emerges uh, from that secondary. We know that Kalen King is going to be one of those guys, one of those two. But, you know, does Storm Duck have another really good season and, and put together something nicely for NFL scouts to, to take a look at? Johnny Dixon, maybe. Zaki Wheatley, ball hawk, you know, we'll see. But uh, a lot of a lot of potential NFL players on this roster, and it's re- a reason why you know Penn State has such high expectations, both internally and externally, in this offseason for the upcoming fall. There's a lot of future NFL players on this roster, and uh, I'm excited to be able to watch them this fall, and then eventually maybe back in Indy, and, and then the pro day this year. But we've got this pro day to focus on, and uh, a handful of guys who. We'll make NFL teams pretty happy uh, come April. Yep, it's late March. It is uh, almost time for Penn State's Pro Day, Friday in State College. Penn Live will be there. Johnny's going to be there. I'll be there. You know Joe Hermit's going to be there, our photographer. It'll be a full day. Hopefully we'll get a lot out of it, a lot to see. Really really anxious to see who the big names are right? Uh, what, from teams, whether it's the GMs, whether there's some owners, whether there's – you know, uh, some head coaches, not just the scouts. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see some familiar faces. I'm looking forward to that. You can you can bet on Mike Tomlin being there. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is usually a fixture, and I'm sure. I'm sure the Steelers always kind of show out uh, at Penn State Pro Day, and and with good reason. And hopefully there'll be some eagle representation. Looking forward to that. Just one one more time, just for the for the fans. If you were a little late to this podcast, go to Penn Live and check out David Jones's column. He got he got uh, Micah Shrewsbury to talk to him for a column he wrote on Penn Live. It's only been up for a little while, I believe. He talked Micah talked with Dave Wednesday night, and it's a really uh, detailed uh, kind of inner circle look from Micah's perspective on what went into his decision to leave Penn State's uh, job after uh, an amazing 2022-2023 season and go back to Notre Dame. He's from Indiana. It all kind of makes sense. When you hear it from Micah, check that out. Johnny, I know you need to get your rest. We got to go to pro day. Practices is starting to get interesting in the spring, and we'll be 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 covering that uh, early next week. But get your rest. We'll be back with all blanketed Penn State Pro Day coverage Friday in State College. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Live.